Hello beings everywhere. I'm Rachel Crookshank and this is Human Being to Whole Being, changing the way we look at health. Each week I'll be talking to somebody new about what health means to them. I'm on a mission to make well-being less about size or shape and more about our feelings, our energies and our relationships and so much more. It's time we start to look at the body as a whole and realise that all aspects of our day-to-day lives feed into a sense of health and well-being. Whole being is exactly this, from what we eat, our morning rituals, to finding professional and personal boundaries or being in nature. What makes you feel whole? Stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome to episode four. I'm here with Robbie McKechnie. Well pronounced. Did I say that right? Uh, fair to middling, well done. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Happy thank- Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, thanks for having me on. My absolute pleasure. Welcome to my flat again. Again. Second time you've been here. Can you remember the first time you were here? Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> All I the- can say is, there was Jerry Cinnamon... And champagne. And <laughs> champagne. <laughs> and I had a terrible, terrible hangover the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did I. Um, but I wasn't teaching yoga, so... <sighs> Maybe we We should. have the same coffee table. We do have the same coffee table. How... I got mine in a charity shop. Um, mine was a hand-me-down, so yeah. <laughs> Basically the same. I like this one, and you've just offered me yours. Does that mean that you don't like yours? Yeah, you could bolt yours together with mine. Um, what would I... Why would I do that? More room for activities. <laughs> on my coffee table <laughs> so have you done yoga this evening i have done rocky yoga this evening yes with will the lovely will how was it i'm a yoga soul um there was a really good energy to the uh, to the class actually there always is i think in that class good. yeah um will brings the heat will brings the heat there was a lot of people there must have been 32 33 people in wow, there wow full house you turn the heaters on as well because it's getting a bit cold outside was it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's sort of like a semi-warm class everybody was nice and sweaty very nice I taught yoga this evening. Did you? Yeah. And now we have wine, so it's a thoroughly balanced Wednesday evening. Everything in moderation, Rachel. Everything in moderation. So we actually met through yoga. We did. You are my favourite person to do yoga next to. Do you know that? I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. Is it? I find it just so fun when I practice next to you. (laughs) Mostly because, and you know why, can you demonstrate the the lips flutter? That breath that comes out regularly. <laughs> and everyone, especially like new people, look around the room and they're like, what on earth is going on here? It softens the, the jaw. Oh, it's so good. Yoga should be like that more often, like more fun it's and fun. more um, playful, less serious. Agreed, agreed. A lot of people, I think because they concentrate very hard on what they're doing, mm. they forget that we're all just mm. winging it. <laughs> it's also quite good practicing next to you because you don't mind if my feet end up in your face. No, I think when we do, do you mind actually? Um, Maybe you do. I'm just very tolerant. <laughs> you regularly kick me as well, so yeah. I, f- I feel like when we're next to each other in Bird of Paradise, yeah, that, that's the motivation to stretch the leg. It's to kick you <laughs> in the nose. <laughs> I think that happened last week. <laughs> I definitely felt. I know it was when Sammy was teaching, and there mm-hmm. was your leg was like resting on my hips in downward dog he encourages that sort of stuff i know it was good as well that was good that class was nice get to know your neighbor get to know your neighbor and that we have so welcome how long have you been doing yoga for i am just about just approaching my second year so second year 12 months now okay indoctrinated into the cult of yoga 12 months good cult to be in it's a very good cult what made you start yoga um 
to be honest with you, when I first started, it was it was more injury prevention. Um, I took a couple of bad knocks to my back. Um, From what? Well, one was a really. I was driving a van for work um, through Europe to Poland. Wow. Um, I kind of volunteered for the job because I thought it'd be really good. We drove through like Berlin. Um, me and a good mate of mine, who's no longer my colleague, um, and it was a really, really innocuous. I was just lifting something, um, not heavy at all, just like a cardboard box, and I just felt like middle of my back, like spasm, right. and it was to the point where I couldn't really breathe in properly. Oh, I've had that before. It's horrible. Oh, it was awful, and I was supposed to be sharing the driving um, with Fraser, and so you knocked the whole uh, Fraser. I met Fraser. Yeah, didn't yeah I? Fraser. That's Fraser. That's Fraser. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, and yeah so it was as we were exactly halfway in poland which was our destination um it went so i helped him out with the first 900 miles but he had to do all the rest of the driving and that was like halfway to poland no it was it was in poland so it was like exactly 50 percent of the way oh right so he had to do the rest of the whole way back while i sort of sat in the passenger seat trying not to be sick for the first couple of days oh god and then yeah just oh even thinking about it is bringing it up. Oh, <laughs> right damn. Um, so I got into yoga. <laughs> Don't be sick. <laughs> so I got into yoga for, for injury prevention. Yeah. Uh, first. Um, but I, I stuck with it because it, I found it helped me a lot with a few other aspects of my life as well. Okay. Like what? Um, so as you know, I'm um, bipolar. Okay. So I've been diagnosed three and a half years now. Um, and it really gives me a sort of a heightened self-awareness of feeling mm. and emotion. Um, and I think that's why I've connected with yoga on such a, on such a visceral level. So I found that like, and I don't know, like maybe it's coming from a perspective of like me not being that very well educated, but I remember when you told me that you have bipolar, do you say like you have bipolar or you are bipolar? Um, you have it. You have it. Yeah. It's not you though, is it? So you're you're not you're not it. You're not it, but it, it has becomes you. a large part of yeah, you. Yeah, okay. And it's something that you can't drop and pick up again. Yeah. So I remember when you told me that you had bipolar, I was I was I was quite shocked because I mean I don't know what it would look like even if like it's not like you might have a badge or something mm. like that, but just it just shows I think you just never know all the whole like story of someone that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah because there's nothing like when i met you i was just like he's a lovely guy like kicks me in the face in yoga sometimes <laughs> 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 makes weird noises in town the dark. <laughs> but like yeah there's no like no thing that would make me be like oh maybe there's some like mental health thing going Underlying on yeah i think it it also plays back into everybody's always putting on a little bit of, a, of an act yeah in my opinion but now. i think the thing for me was and i and you can tell me whether or not this is true but like you are such a positive energetic person like whenever you're in the studio it, do you think is that like is that's that, me channeling positive vibes is that mm. is that you making a conscious effort to absolutely sometimes do you have to like think about it quite often i feel that i am naturally bringing those vibes yeah but often i have to not force it but push it why is that 
I think because like, I would say to like I would say to someone who like wasn't bipolar like you don't have to do that maybe you can just be with like sadness or you can be with like upset or you can be with negativity but is that slightly different for you than maybe that could become something else if you don't then like turn it around or I don't know how it works yeah there are certain there are certain times when I would agree with you that there's what's the point just be with be with your emotions and be be down Mm. be up you know you have natural fluctuations yeah and everybody Everybody does does. but then you have to be slightly more mindful of it when you've got the diagnosis yeah yeah no that's what I mean Um, but I think in the situation where we first got to know each other in a yoga studio Mm. um, you don't always know everyone you want to kind of give a good impression yeah yeah and that's sort of why I always try and be a a smiling Mm. positive influence on, Mm. on, on situations not just in my um not just in my personal life, like I try and put that spin on mm. within that I do sort of work, friends, yeah. family. So yeah. Is that tiring? Essentially like having a little bit of like an armour or like a mask, which I understand completely why it's there, but is that do you ever just get home you're like, Oh Absolutely like this. Absolutely. Um and I think it's finding a balance between Yeah, you know, trying not to overstretch yourself because that can that can lead into a a negative reaction like if you're around people too much or having to like be in that like i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy when Definitely. you're maybe not and it's tiring yeah as you say. yeah it can get it can get on top of you as well um i find that i really i quite take on the personalities of the people that i'm around the most mm. um and that's why i i try and be around people with good positive vibes Good vibes only. Good vibes only when possible. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a caveat in there. You can't always be yeah. around people who are positive and you have yeah. to learn ways of managing that. Yeah. But as a general rule, just try and, yeah, be around good people. Yeah, you can still have, like, you know, it's not all smiles and giggles. Like yeah. A bit of, you know, sarcasm. I do whinge a lot and you do put up with that. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody loves a wind. We're British. That's what we're made to do. Wind mm. about the weather. I'm an Olympian when it comes to winding. <laughs> um, so you said about like work, and obviously you try and obviously put that, you know, positive spin on work. But like, how does it play out with? So what do you do first of all? Oh, uh, yeah, we missed that bit. Didn't yeah, we, we did. Um, so by trade, so by degree, I'm a chemical engineer. But um, I work for a small company in North Manchester, Berry. Big mm-hmm. up Berry. Woo. Um, uh, and I do a lot of sort of product design work now Um, so I work quite closely with a shop floor we're a technical textiles company Um, so we manufacture filters for the food and pharmaceutical industry so it's filters filters what does that mean what does that like oh wow okay so essentially we're a cut and sew operation we're a fabricator so we get in rolled goods Mm -hmm. big rolls of like interesting fabrics Mm -hmm. um We've got a laser cutting machine. Mm-hmm. They get cut into all sorts of shapes and sizes and sewn by our lovely shop floor machinists. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's up to me to design the, the cut pieces and the and right what, the work. What are they used like in at the end? What, what does that product then go and get used? So one example would be if you are making cakes. We all like cakes, okay. don't we? Yeah. Um, you use a lot of flour mm-hmm. making a cake on an industrial scale. Mm-hmm. So all that flour goes into the atmosphere mm-hmm. and it needs to be extracted from the atmosphere. Right. And that would go through um, an LEV system, which is like a local 
extraction ventilation system. Um, and it would pass through what we call dust bags, filter mm-hmm. bags. Right, um, okay. And they are made out of a textile. Is that like when you go to the timber yard and they cut the wood and then the wood, the yeah. little particles get sucked? Sucked away yeah. and all get caught in something like a dust bag. And then mm. they're hanging upside down, particles get trapped in there and every now and again blast of many an afternoon there. i've spent in a timber yard <laughs> <laughs> no, not really but like so how does how does um how does having bipolar or how does that feed into like your work do you i don't know whether it feeds into it or how does it affect it maybe that's the wrong way of asking mm. does it affect it i've yes and no yes and no i work for a company that's been around a long time and it's got a quite a large average service length mm-hmm. so you get quite a lot of not to be negative about the company but mm. a lot of cynicism a lot of natural mm-hmm. sort of you know you're working with a lot of people who are not necessarily professionals they're mm. a part of the shop floor working classes if you like yeah, yeah. Um, so you really need to be careful not to get sucked into that sort of cynicism that you that you would see yeah um and you have you sometimes have to work quite hard to to be as in like there's maybe sometimes a slightly negative vibe that you have to be careful not to get drawn into yeah as i said earlier like i could be quite susceptible to taking on the personalities and the the vibes of people around me so Yeah. yeah i think that's that's one aspect of it but with regards to the actual work no, I don't, I don't see it affecting too mm. much. So I'm not going to lie, like, the only... The thing when, like, if someone says, like, bipolar, I think about Carrie out of Homeland. Have you ever seen Homeland? It's an Where amazing she, show. Yeah, it's an amazing show, but obviously she's got bipolar, hasn't she? She is, yeah. But, like, most of the time that you see her is, like, manic episodes, I think. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And that's, like, quite a lot of it, where she's just, like, a bit off her rocker, basically. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but so so I guess what I'm trying to say is like that's obviously not you, or at least not the you that I've experienced. But how do those episodes come up? Like, and is that is it regular or is it manageable or like how does that display? So, first of all, when I say if anybody's interested in um, learning more about it, then that's a fantastic show to watch oh really is yeah. it is it quite accurate it's one of the yeah it's one okay. of the best portrayals I think I've ever seen amazing um, it's an amazing show anyway it's but... incredible um, and she plays the part so well and it's not just that it's the the cinematography around it mm. really really rings deep with you um, so when I first got diagnosed um, just a little bit of the backstory. yeah so that was um, what, three and a half years ago three and a half years ago yeah it was shortly after um, I lost my mum mm-hmm um, she died suddenly, and I wasn't in the country. Mm. I was in um, I was in America. Mm-hmm. I was actually in between. Um, I've been recruited from one role into another role. Took a little bit of time off in between. Right. Um, Is that the job that you're now in now? I'll get to that bit. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just always wanting to get to the end of the story. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, went to a Fat Boy Sim concert in America and got woken up out of my sleep by the hotel phone ringing mm. um, you know, got put through to a police officer and wow. told um, sorry to tell you this but Robin yeah. your mum's died um, so I had to arrange to come back from 
America very soon. I was out there with a couple of friends. My dad was also out there at the time. Uh, my parents are separated. Um, fortunately, my dad couldn't be back in the UK, so I sort of got a flight alone. Mm. Came back to the UK, and it was at that point that the pressure started building on I me. Mean, this was before I'd ever had any, you know, problems mental health wise. Mm. That I could so see. were you then like 21, 22? I was 23. 23. Yeah, okay. I was 23. Um, and I come back home and the weight of everything that I had in front of me, like only child, lived alone with my mom. Mm. Um, and just having that pressure of everything to sort and perceiving myself to not have enough time to sort it. Mm just prompted a reaction um and essentially yeah it was a it was a manic episode and so it's essentially like a trauma stress induced manic episode that then became like obviously a diagnosis of bipolar yeah um and it wasn't it wasn't picked up as bipolar at first but it was once it was aware that it wasn't like a like a blip like a yeah an immediate adjustment reaction they called it um, I was yeah given the day it was quite a relief to get a diagnosis as well, yeah so. but um, going back to the the manic episodes it's it's very very difficult to describe to someone how because you feel like yourself but you just feel like yourself but like a million miles an hour mm. you just feel like you, you can't sleep you can't think you can't do anything apart from the task at hand you've got you there's like a very very sole thing that you concentrate on and you you will literally not be able to get to sleep mm. because your mind is racing but then once like you get that one thing done then it's like another thing and another thing and another thing yeah and that's yeah. that's where it spirals and it's yeah. just yeah can descend into it can become quite chaotic and mm. i don't know when it, when it and first, that's what happened in that very instance then when you'd come back from america having to sort out obviously everything to do with your mum and a funeral and a funeral in another country as well wasn't yeah it? exactly um and it just yeah became too much yeah um ended up getting taken into hospital spent some time in hospital mm. um got sorted out in there um and is that when you got the diagnosis from that it was i was released and then taken back in very quickly okay and it was at that point that they realized that right, you know right. this isn't just a this isn't just not a just a one-off yeah. yeah this is something that you've got to be yeah mindful of going forward yeah um so yeah that was yeah you talk about rock bottom you you you're in genuinely in between jobs yeah you've lost someone who's extremely important to you yeah and then you find yourself in hospital and you just and you missed your mum's funeral, right? Yeah. 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 I couldn't get out for it. Um, and it was, yeah, obliterating. So So then what happened at that point? So, like, obviously, like, the Robbie I see today, like, you're an amazing human. Obviously, you've got such an inspiring story. You've just, like, bought now, I think, your second flat? Um, second property, yeah. Property, property tycoon. <laughs> um, like... And I suppose it's, so. it's very easy for me to look at you and think, like, not that I ever think this when I see someone, but to presume that there's no... He's got his shit together. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Precisely that. 
but obviously there's like how how did you three and a half years ago to now not that long not that long no. and with not that much like familial support behind you right so no. how do you like what how what happened how did it happen I think I just yeah, have to got... really quickly stir this <laughs> Rachel's um cooked for us tonight well cooked last night reheated tonight because um, I thought that the might be better. Oh, really? Is that not a thing? I don't know. Also because, and it's just as well I did, because you're obviously starving, because you told me your muscles I've, are uh, atrophy. Yeah, I've got, I've got into muscular atrophy after my 75-minute rocket session. It's bubbling quite profusely. Basically, we've got a little bit of meat, a few vegetables, and a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's going to taste so good. Sorry. Anyway, back to... So, yeah, um... It took a while. It took a while for you, for you to build your confidence back up. It took a while um, to get back into working life. Um, mm. So I came out of hospital, renting myself a flat, the one that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, I took some time. Um, luckily, I have got a degree of familial support on my um, on my mum's side. She was okay. one of eleven okay. children. Okay. Uh, but they are all north of the border, right? Scottish family, mm. Scottish Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all they're all brilliant, fantastic people. Um, but I think the people I la- relied on the most was my my close friends. Yeah, they are they are my family. Yeah. They are family to me. Um, and over a, over a period of time, um, you just build that awareness, build that confidence back up to get back on your feet really yeah um, so did you have to then get a new job or did you go to the job that you had i i ended up back working for the company who i worked at before okay oh, okay. um yeah which is now still the company you're with now or correct, correct. Oh, okay, okay yeah so finally got the answer to my question <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i went so back there ended- in a slightly different role okay um it was it was good for me it was grounding it was something that i was familiar with but yeah a new challenge mm. Um, familiar people close to home six minute walking commute for me from Athelan very nice um, and yeah I've been back there a couple of years now and I'm feeling good but there's been a couple of blips in between yeah um, everyone has ups and downs but you just need to manage the and do you kind of know now like if you were going to get those like ups or those downs and what you need to do to yeah it's that first instance has given me a really, a really good sort of awareness point mm. that, you know, you know when something's not right. Mm. You know when... And did you at the time know that something wasn't right? Did you have that ability to like look at it or were you just so in the throes of... The way, the only way I could describe it was I, f- I felt like I had such a weight pressing down on me um, in the lead up to it. So... You know, I'd come out of uni, started a job. Mm. Um, my mum actually wasn't, she wasn't that well. Mm. She wasn't at the point of, yeah. you know, dying. Um, but there was a lot of pressure with that. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like a weight had been lifted and mm. you end up with this this elated mood. Mm. So you've got the pressure of everything that's happened mm. and you end up with a with an elated mood. And it's a very, very, it's a very curious thing to and all you want to do is talk and talk and talk and talk. Mm. Um, 
and those are the those are the the telltale signs if you if you feel like you're a little bit too sort of you become a bit more narcissistic as well right, like you become right. you get this elevated sort of self-importance mm. and um yeah so that's that's how i've learned to identify my triggers mm. um and was there anything like is anybody susceptible to this like was there anything for you now looking back pre obviously that diagnosis mm-hmm. that there was ever something where it was like maybe that's fed into it or like is anybody potentially at risk of you know like basically stress or trauma induced i think it's i think anybody is at risk looking back you can start to overanalyze Mm. Um, and think oh was I going through a really low Mm. patch at that point or was I going through a particular high patch Um, but But maybe it just being less like that's the eternal question you know is anybody susceptible to it is there a gene yeah Yeah, has doctors ever discussed anything like that with you I think or are you even interested I'm not I think there can be from the reading that I've done you can have a genetic predisposition predisposition that's the word to it um the psychiatrists, whenever you talk to them, are really quite edgy about mm. being committal mm. on statements mm. like that. I think it's the the research people that mm. you need to dig yeah, into that sort yeah. of stuff, really. And there's, I guess, like, yeah, research is... And probably, like, the newest research, which may even have the answer, probably is not being published, like, immediately oh, anyway. So. Exactly. And I think the, um, the doctors are more interested in treating the symptoms mm, and getting you, yeah. getting you better rather than digging into... Yeah, the path. cause. Yeah. Um, and the psychology behind it is brilliant as well. Is um, it? Do you see? Do you speak to any sort of psychologist at, at or first, psychotherapist? At first, yeah, um, yeah, psychologist, and they give you some techniques. They give you some understanding of things like um, stress, stressors, anxiety, all that sort of stuff. That unless you did a level psychology mm. or anything like that, you, you're not always aware of. No, yeah. Um, do you suffer with anything else, that anxiety? Like, that's, like, something that, you know, seems like pretty much the whole world suffers from I that in some some respects. Is that something... Is I that... think that I wouldn't necessarily... There are definitely times where I'm more anxious than less anxious. Yeah. But I wouldn't... I wouldn't specify it as having... Anxiety. Anxiety. Um, but that's just because I don't... Yeah, it sounds funny. Even though... I do have a diagnosis of being mm. bipolar. I don't like to put labels on mental health stuff because yeah. I think there's, you know, you've got to find a balance and anything's manageable as mm. long as you identify it. How do you find yoga's, um, or has it even helped with being bipolar, having bipolar? Yoga's fantastic. So um, the reason why I started yoga, as I said before, was injury prevention. Mm. What's kept me so viscerally attracted to it. Yeah is um how it tunes you in Mm. it gives you that break it gives you that period of time during the day to look at yourself think about yourself Mm. and say how do you feel Mm. did you find that straight away because i know like a lot of people go from like a physical aspect and then that comes later was that was that quite um, immediate so yeah i started um at dw gym in berry um and I found it really difficult at the start. Mm. You know, you've got to, what do you mean? You've got to lie here and mm. not do anything for 
10 minutes at the end of practice. And just to say, Robbie is like the most energetic yogi <laughs> you've ever seen. Like every option to handstand, <laughs> upside down in a heartbeat. Um, so it's safe to say that sometimes lying still doesn't come yeah. as natural to, naturally yeah. to me um, as it does to other people. Um, but once you listen to the teacher and listen to yourself, you start to understand that that's almost as important, if not more important, yeah. than, the, than the physical aspect yeah. of it and then the energetic side of it. Yeah. Um, and I just, that feeling of bliss when you leave a yoga studio, that... So good, isn't it? Oh, it's addictive. Mm. It's absolutely addictive. And I think that's that's why I'm so in love with yoga. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. But, yeah, going back to the, relating it to the bipolar thing, it's, yeah, being tuned in and yeah. being self-aware i think just like taking that time for anyone and, and having that like yeah you don't awareness miss. for anyone doesn't matter if you've got well you know we're all a bit bonkers aren't we so. exactly we're all a bit bonkers and we're all i don't know in my opinion you it's good to be tuned in it's mm. good to be tuned into how you're feeling on that day mm. not everyone's gonna have an amazing day every day yeah and if somebody tells you that then they're probably a liar <laughs> is it like a conscious thing where you're trying to get x amount of yoga in or like do you have like what what sort of i know you said before like routine yeah we were talking um, before like routine's really important yeah routine's important um if you read all the texts and listen to the doctors they they always come out with that oh routine's really important but what does it mean yeah you know is routine getting up going to work coming home and not overexerting yourself or is it good to push yourself sometimes um so for me my yeah weekly routine involves the gym yoga um i'm also that sort of practical person i pay for my unlimited yoga membership so i want to make the most of it yeah so i try and get down the studio as much as i can um i would i would always like to try and get down more but unfortunately adult life your commute from Barry is longer to yoga soul than it is to work yeah, my commute to the tram to get to Yoga Soul is longer than my commute to work, oh, yes. Man. But, but... So worth it, though. So worth it. And also, it's... I can, I find I get caught up in a little bit of a rat race. Mm. So, my gym's right next to where I live, where I work's right next yeah, to where I live. Yeah, yeah. And if I just do that triangle over and over again... The tram is a good meditation, you mean? Oh, yeah. The tram's good meditation. <laughs> I've got friends that live in Manchester... You're here cooking me dinner tonight, which is fantastic. Thank you for adding that in. Um, so, yeah, it just gets me out. Yeah. It gets me out and about. So, is there anything else that you kind of rely on, like that routine, obviously, with gym and yoga? Like, is there anything else that you kind of add in that you feel like you need? Like, I know you go running up hills a lot and stuff <laughs> like that. Fast walking up hills. Um, yeah, but I'm, I also like sticking around and like most people I like to go down the pub yeah my friends and stuff but I think yeah having people you can talk to at a genuine level is important yeah um, having people who understand things that are your triggers the things that you need to be looking out for mm. your history your past are really really important I've got a very close selection of friends that mm. you know give me that connection i think that's important um 
but apart from that, yoga, the mm. gym, fitness, health, there's not really oh, much yeah. to it. It's, it's all about finding a balance, Rachel. It is. It is. How does it feel like telling this story now? Like, do you feel like, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have a diagnosis, but who maybe don't want to tell people they work with or potentially even friends or loved ones, you know, like, how is it? for you now like saying like telling this story and, and saying like I have bipolar it's completely personal choice whether somebody wants to you know be open about it mm. I found it's helped me come to terms with it and help me categorize mm. and help me yeah just understand a bit more when you when you're teaching somebody about something mm. you often under, get to understand it better yourself mm. So I found being open, honest, and fairly candid with people about what's happened to me mm. um, has made it a bit less stigmatised, a bit less, you know. Ooh. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, hopefully a lot of people are just like, cool. Cool, yeah, all like, right. doesn't change anything, doesn't change who you are, does it? It doesn't change... Not at all. Like, who you are as a person or what you bring to the table definitely not poking me during yoga (laughs) mostly maybe it adds to it maybe maybe (laughs) maybe Um, everybody's got a little bit of that crazy in them oh i think we do definitely yeah for sure (laughs) um well thank you for coming on my podcast i have two final questions thank you for having me on are you ready for my two final questions hit me one are you coming to my house for christmas dinner (laughs) <laughs> my mother's waiting for a response oh you put me on the spot no I'm here. joking you don't have to answer <laughs> the second one Robbie has been invited to my house for Christmas dinner Mary Crookshank makes a bloody good Christmas dinner it's under consideration <laughs> second question who's your favourite teacher at yoga song oh. no I'm also joking I don't think we should answer that you can tell me when I stop the recording that's fine god you really have put me in the uh, spot there no thanks for having me on rachel um i really like your uh, microphone by the way thank you i think it deserves comment it looks like um that little animal from um monsters inc mike someone said that earlier if he was like green is it green yeah the green little thing from monsters inc it's got an alien vibe to it Mm. certainly Actually, I do have one serious final question. Is what would your advice be to someone who has, like, let's say, a bipolar diagnosis, but potentially another mental health diagnosis? What is your advice to them in terms of either talking to someone, getting help, or talking to friends and, like, trying to find a way to be open and, and maybe thinking about, like, what will people think? Or how will people respond if I say, like, this is going on for me? So I think, firstly, if if this person was in a, a point of crisis, I think that they, they really need to, number one, speak to your GP mm. or speak to someone close to you and, you know, try and nip that in the bud. Yeah. Um, but if it's not, if you're not at crisis point, um, I found it's it's helped me to speak about things and just remember you're talking to a human being mm. everybody's everybody's got their own little 
eccentricities. Yeah. So just just be candid, just be honest. If you want to tell somebody something at that level, tell them. You don't have to tell it privately. You can tell them privately. You don't have to tell them publicly. Mm. Just confide in someone. Mm. Maybe it'll be a bit of a bit of a weight off your chest. Maybe they'll have someone or know someone who's gone through something similar. Yeah. Might be able to offer you some advice. I think in the same way that like you don't know what someone else is going through, they also don't know what maybe you've been through either. So Correct. In the same way that I would have been like, I had no idea that was a thing for you before you said it. Mm-hmm. but I also might have another close friend potentially who had bipolar and I could give you some support exactly exactly um, we're all human beings yeah you know and if you're at the point of connecting with someone on that level mm. and you need help I'm sure they'll there's always someone to listen exactly well thank you for being so honest and open and telling your story I'm sure it will help a lot of people. I find it very inspiring. Thank you. I look forward to practicing next to you soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> At the Body Natural, it's been a pleasure. At Robbie for the Gram, it's been my pleasure. Should we have some dinner? I think we should, yeah. Some tea, sorry. <laughs> some tea. We're in the north now. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll speak to you soon. Do you want to say bye? Bye. <laughs>